Hashavarelim comes on a Sunday morning to figure out. You're good? First and foremost, what to do, LP, halacha, and what the hashkafa is. So you start off with the aside that the money is not really ours. <laughs> I don't need it so high, I'm so close, I'm just going to get in the way. Yeah, really? Can I, can I take it out and hold it? Yeah, that's easier. Yeah, that would be... Uh, that would be just easier that way, just uh, freestanding. Okay. We can't read the whole thing. Okay. Easier this way. So it belongs to us, and uh, we're the uh, treasurers of the assets. And basic, uh, you said a Yiddish guy, you're supposed to use everything you have, all the kalim, and money's a big one, for Avedis Hashem. With that said, it's not going to be a perfect science, and you'll hear later on on how to manage better, which everybody can use. Uh, the sugi of Inyanit Staka and what should be spent on what is a, a very, very big sugi. When we learned this in Shul, it was over 110 shiurim. So in 45 minutes, we're going to maybe touch upon some of the shilas and get everybody to think and then everybody will uh, come back they can try to call or you can email but at least jot down the shilas you have as we bring up the topics quickly so you'll know what to follow up on so I was given three or four to start off with and obviously it's uh, negated to a lot of people so we'll start off with these is there a chiv meiser if you can't afford it? And if you do, can you then take it back for yourself? It's an important shayla. Should be better in a matzav where it doesn't come up, but there are people who have the shayla constantly. Life is expensive, and there are people who have the shayla once in a while. And that's important over here because there is a machlekes whether there's absolutely no chiv. Ramesha seems to go with that. Not in the Parsha. And others, kind of, there is a chiv, and once the money is separated, there's an Indian to be mafresh, meiser, and chaymish. We'll get to that soon. And then if you make a decision day by day, if it can't be done, you have to take it back to pay a bill that's really necessary, so you take it back. You're no worse than the people you're giving to. Practically, as an Eitzah, it's Kadai to do it because hopefully it's just a tkufa and it's circumstantial the tkufa might be a month might be a year, might be five years but there's a good chance you'll get out of it and it's not a good idea to not be in the habit of being mafresh, meiser and chaymish when possible so if you constantly do it so you're in the habit of doing it you understand it has to be done it trains the person to think in terms of this part is really not mine. And then after wherever the tukufa ends of taking it back, you'll be able to help other people to already be in the mode. I think it's a very practical way to handle it. And it's just not, not healthy to go on for long periods of time where you're not doing it and then it's not part of your uh, thinking. People struggling with this, just to mention Chaimish, they say, Halavai, we can give Meiser. 
the Chaimish aspect is pretty befeirish. Aser to Aser is the Joshua and the Gemara. The Mechaber brings down the Shil Chatchila is a Chaimish. And it's almost like Bidyevid, not that we're Bidyevid Yidin. You give Meiser. I think historically, until very recently, Chaimish wasn't on the agenda for most people. And Meiser, in all probability, was not either. Pashat Yidin in Europe uh, often were hungry. So, Baruch Hashem, there is, despite all the struggles and the finances, there's uh, Chef and Brocha that. Most people aren't going hungry. Hashem and Meiser is more doable, and Chaimish is a real shayla now. I'm happy to say, uh, you'll all say halavai by me, but uh, there are people asking Chaimish shaylas, and the people want to know if there are any kulas, because the Gemara says, I'm a vazaz, There's an iser to give more, and that might help. Did everybody in the back not hear everything we said? I could start at the beginning. Oh, you heard me, okay. So, there are, Baruch Hashem Yidin asking, I want to give more than Chaimish, uh, I have the Achilles to do so. The Gemara seems to say it's Usr. Most times, the Dorban's a little plug. The good news is, this one is not, and I have a lot of kulas. Not mine. The Chavaz Chaim has six different avenues and kulas on where it's mutter and therefore suggested to give. So, Mitzvah Shem, if you're not in the Parsha now, you know somebody who is, you can let them know. Mitzvah Shem, you'll be in the Parsha. Just very quickly, he says, if you're giving to Taira, you sell Chazvul, that's a, it's a business deal. Uh, Chazal didn't micromanage your business deals. They suggested, don't put all your money into one business. Do a shlish, shlish, just uh, spread it around. It uh, lowers and manages risk. But they're not going to tell you if you want to give to Taira. So, a lot of our stuckers are Tatera. And that's Mutter even more than a fifth. Okay, you still have to keep your eye on Gzair Shamiani, but he says that's Mutter. And he says a person's doing it for Kapara. He's worried about specific Averas. That's also Mutter Chayecha Kaidman. He's doing it for Sakhan Slafash, Pigeon Shfuyim, and a medical need somebody had. Also Mutter. He says if you generally waste money on things that aren't really that necessary, then you can spend on this also. And then he says, Akulam, if a person is budgeted and knows that he can well afford it and it's not going to impact and there's no shash, even though one really never knows, but on paper it looks like there's no shash, then if he knows by giving away 25% it's not going to affect his budget, it doesn't become close and he has a buffer, then it's also mutter. That's a lot of term for when the Gemara says, So, Baruch Hashem, people asking the Shailah, and Halavai should be by everyone, and Halavai, people shouldn't need it, but when it comes to the recipients in terms of uh, learning and be Machsik Teira, the recipient is not an Oni, he's a person who might not be able to pay his bill, but that's by design, and that's a Schuss. So, keep in mind that for this particular thing, they're, I don't like calling them Kulus, but they're Many, many drachim and Chavaz Chaim lists uh, the Halsakas Torah as one of the primary ones. Lamaisa, if you did separate it, whether it's a chiv or it's not, but it's just a good idea, Yamafresh it, well, it's Kadai to keep it in a separate account. That way you keep the cheshman. People say they write it down, they don't know where they're holding it, put it in a different account, it's not going to get mixed up. And most banks offer, you can open up as many accounts as you want, it doesn't cost anything. And just 
put it there right away. The math is easy. There are probably Excel programs, many of them, that will separate it for you. Uh, divisible by 10% is not that hard in terms of the math. And if you're not holding by Chaimish, so least separate it. Then comes the end of the month and you have to pay bills. You have to figure out, um, that's the rest of the program, what went wrong and why the bills look too large. And uh, there are some people who claim they don't even remember swiping that much plastic, and it must have been somebody else. And that's part of the rest of the uh, program, and that's a common issue. Lamaisa, there are two inyanim you have to know about giving meiser. The good news is people have been trained because we're learning these sugyas, and they were trained to finally understand that at least the meiser and the chaimish is really not yours. What the rest of the money is yours to waste is hashkafali, not gavaldig either, but the meiser is really not yours. So that's the good news. The other news is that I hear from people often that they put in a separate account, it's done, they're very makhbet on it, and afterwards, I'm not here to attack Chinese auctions. So I'm just using this as an example. So every single thing that comes along that looks interesting for them, they write a check very quickly, sounds very generous. In this sugya, you can't do that. You have to treat the money as if it's yours. Would you do this with an investment? Without asking any questions, not knowing what's a better investment, what's not. In Hilchot Stoka, in contemporary life, and it's always been like this, there's a hierarchy of chashivas in Stokas, hierarchy in needs, and it's not Stam Hefker, and many people have verbalized, good people. They said, that's nah, not mine anyway. I was trained, it's not mine, so what does it make? So I can easily spend it. That's good if it gets you to part with the money. It's not good if everything is hefker and there's no system of where to give. So every single positive, they're all good. I'm not really, I don't have anybody in mind of it. All the organizations, they're all doing wonderful things. This chesed, chesed, anashir, gewaldig. There's also shochanach. <laughs> and you have to be shalitza. Where does it start? Because it's your investment. It's not your money, maybe. But it's your schar, it's your elam haba. And there are people who have natiyas to certain things. You've got to play that in. But you first got to know there's a shochanach. And the shochanach is very, very clear about the hierarchy and where aniyech, aniyech Yisrael, and family members. And family members is pretty high up there. And I mentioned to people, and this is important to put into the Shaili, you don't have to know the answers. I'm just raising the Shaili so you know what to ask, you know that it's not Hefker. So one particular person, a very generous fellow, and he said, I heard that Kravim, your mamish have to take care of them. He's, he's spending on it with a very lavish hand. He's a generous person, but Tevas Gavaldik. And then he tells me he has very little left for the other Aniyim. So I said, so what'd you do? He shows me his sheet. Kanaindahar. Making money, he's spending a lot of money as Kravim, which in essence is the first stop in Stucco. I said, you just forgot one thing. You have to spend on the Kravim like you would give to a stranger. What went wrong? He had a curve. He needed a car. And he was an honey. He really needed a car. He didn't need a Bentley. He's using my money for this. It wasn't a Bentley. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> so I want my craving. I want to cheat. So is there some little room? I guess if it's a brother, guys, you don't want to buy him a beat up uh, car from 25 years ago that can't make it out of the driveway. And the brothers, uh, so some, some covered. 
but there's a limit. And naturally, people are giving to Kravim. So they want to help them because they really like them. And sometimes they want to help them because they don't really like them and they're in a big fight. They want to help them to make shalom. It's also Gavaldic. But we're dealing with mom and hektish. It's not your money, and it is your money. You're the advisor on the investment, and it's not Hefker. That is a side which a lot of people don't know, and it's coming from a good place. They, decide, they were taught that it's not theirs. It's Kadesh and put it in a separate account. It's a great start. But afterwards, you've got to make decisions that make sense, and there are a lot of dinim. That's why it ended up being 110, 120 shirim, and they're available on the website or anytime. They get an advertisement, but you'll find it if uh, you don't know where it is. Ask me. But these were real sharing in front of people like you. Some of you were there, and they were asking real questions. So <laughs> that's why it takes a long time. You got to figure out how to balance this, and the need from last year might not be the same need from this year. And the kravim ataka given a chashivas in terms of the list, but then the quantity is important. And are you doing it because that's a curve and your shvigah is going to be angry at you if you don't spend more? But really, half that expenditure could have lifted them out of the anias and the dachas they were in. He did it as a curve. And there's some room for that, but not as much as people might think. Not in terms of generosity. We're talking about the Maisel You can give more. You want to make shalom and make the shvigah happy and make your parents happy. You can give with the Yad it's Gavaldi, and it's great for family uh, Shalom and Simcha. But we're talking about the Meiser account. That's this morning's discussion. The two different things. And you want to give afterwards. Instead of spending on yourself, you want to spend on them. That's great. And everybody's fond of the, uh, the few Gemaras you have of real schoolers for Panasa. Real. I'm not saying the other ones are fake. Some of them are. But everything can't be a schooler for Panasa. So it's got, there's got to be some limit. But there are actually a couple of Gemaras not more than a couple. There's Sefer uh, Chinuch that says if you bench with Kavana, that's the school of Rapanasa. For some reason, not well known. That's benching with Kavana. We do that once in a while when you're not having a Mazanus role. But that's a different schmooze. And sometimes they didn't to actually wash and bench. And there's a, besides the Mitzvah Teresa, there's a school that's involved. And then there's a Gemara, Asa Kadesh Tasasher, which we'll get back to in a few moments. And then there's Rav's advice to Bnei Mechuzah that if you buy your wife's nice gifts once in a while, that's also a school for the Indian, even though they're expensive, but it won't hurt your panasa. That Gemara is real, it exists, and Rav did say that. However, uh, Rav was obviously assuming Mr. Pusher, he wouldn't have to say it, that you can't spend way beyond your means, and the gift that you're getting has to be somewhat in the parsha that nothing wrong with swiping plastic, but there has to be some plan somewhere of how you're paying this. And one fellow told me, I, I think he was being funny, I hope. I'm not sure it was a real havmina, but he said that he's hoping he could take this from Meiser. I said, the diamond ring you bought for your wife, you're hoping you take from Meiser? He said, yeah, it's a Gemara, so that must be a mitzvah of some sorts. So it must be Meiser. I hope he was joking. I'm not, still not sure. But I take every Shaila seriously. So I told him that uh, Shalom Bayez is wonderful, and there's a mitzvah deresa, Shal Shagon, to get some sort of gift. But that's your Shibud and your Chiyuv. And you want to spend more for the school, so that's nice. It has nothing to do with your Meiser account. So he said, none of it? <laughs> so I'm afraid not. Uh, but... <laughs> So you have to spend your own money. And uh, 
if you can't afford it and she needs some gift before Yantis, so then we're back to the first shayla. If you really can't afford it, but then you got to know what are you buying when you're taking back your money. So people want to know, so what's the formula? Same formula we mentioned before. What would you give to an ani who wanted to buy something for his wife? So quickly, most people say, I would not give this amount of money. I said, okay, so I understand you're a little nicer to yourself, but how much? So you have to look at this. It's a very serious sugya, and nobody has unlimited amount of miser. Otherwise, we wouldn't have to point any of this out. Give to every single program, every single organization, every single possibility, and just give. But nobody, nobody, and that means nobody, has unlimited mindset. So you're making a decision now. You're taking money or bread out of somebody else's mouth. That's a pretty weighty achrayas. So that's what I'm saying. It's not just a frivolous activity. It's not my money anyway, and therefore I just don't think about it too much, and I just write it out. you got to have cheshbenis in how you calculate the meiser and then what you're spending it on. This is just the first question, but we are trying to cover some of the main points. Can I give more than my means? Is there an Indian to do this? I mean, ultimate serious netfish, or is it usser? So, this question was based on a discussion we had as we were preparing. I'm trying to find out what they wanted me to speak about. So, how can it be usser? The answer is that very common example you owe tuition to a yeshiva. Yeshivas have to pay the rabbeim, and the rabbeim are borderline on EM as it is, and if they don't get paid, they usually can't stretch themselves to make it for another few months without getting paid, which sometimes happens anyway, unfortunately. So it's pretty posh that you can't start giving somewhere else if, A, you might not be chayev if you can't afford to pay your bills, and tuition is one of the bills. That was a chiddish to a number of people. Some wanted to argue that it's really part of, they thought, it was part of the general cheshbin that... They're paying their bills barely. They have miser left over with some mysterious nefesh. That's great. And now they have a choice. Should they give to this favorite stalker, that favorite stalker, or the yeshiva is also very nice. They're happy to be teaching my kids. See, put lumped it together with the other things they wanted to give outside the thing. I guess, I, to be nice, I can call that a havamina. It's not a maskana. This is a chayv. You owe them money. So if you had a Baal Chayv who was at the door and you really owed him money and he insists on having it now, so it's kind of push that that goes into the cheshpin of what you had at the end of the month. And if you're in the red, then there's no Chayv Meiser now. So it doesn't start. That's also pretty push. Again, the Havamin is good. I never talk down to any question because if somebody's asking, that means they're already holding and they're already, they're already a hero. So ask whatever questions you want. We're not going to have time for it now, but Never be afraid to ask. Sometimes a better half a minute, sometimes not. Sometimes a tiger right. Over here, you got to pay your bills. And uh, in this case with the yeshivas, if you're not paying your bills, they're not paying their bills either. So then that's a cheshpin you have to make before you start spending money in a very uh, not appropriate way on luxuries that you really don't need which, again, that's part of money management, but it fits into the sugya. It's not just being disciplined, which you'll hear about afterwards. It's a question of nobody has that much extra, and it's got to come from somewhere. 
and then after a lifestyle that and that, that keeps going further and further, then tuition bills grow and grow, and the yeshivas who are not trying to be difficult and they keep calling is because they can't pay the rabbayim, and that's a, that's an issue. That has to be taken into account. The Aser Kadesh Tisasher. So, this particular year, the main shirim and hechastaka were about five years ago. We spent about a year on it, a year, year and a quarter. This year, I went back just for a few weeks to the sugi of Aser Kadesh Tisasher. One look for this. It was a particularly fascinating sugi, and Baruch Hashem. Aser Kadesh Tisasher. Certainly, for the Chaimish aspect, the guy holds it goes mainly on the Chaimish because that takes extra serious nefesh. Most Achranim learn it goes on just keeping Meiser carefully, and there is the second Gemara of the school of Aser Kadesh Tisasher. It's a real drasha Gemara, and it's pretty much a guarantee. So, a lot of people say, "Well, with a Gemara like this and a guarantee, why would I?" get into the shaila of whether I'm a chuyiv, I'm not a chuyiv, I'd have to be a shaita. Of course, I'm going to give is a school of farashiris. So the answer is not necessarily, because if you start giving out somewhere else to get the school and not paying your bills, that's geneva. And you're causing collateral damage, especially if it's yeshiva, they can't pay their bills. And if you have the money and you're doing it, so then you have every right to tap in, it's the four or five shirim I gave this year on it were actually uh, well attended because uh, people come to shirim, but this one piqued their interest because everybody knows it's a Gemara, they want to know how much can I bank on this, that's where the expression comes from can I bank on it, the answer is well if it's a Drushel Chazal you can bank on it, the Shailas are there any exceptions, so the two possible exceptions which doesn't undo the general theme of the schoolers involved, but you shouldn't give Meiser for a schooler. You should give Meiser because the Mitzvah the race that it gives Taka. Don't do anything for a schooler. If it's a schooler also, then wonderful. First, do what the din is, and then if you have to take it back to yourself, so on the tzadi had a chiv, maybe you still have the schooler, which is an interesting thought, even though you're spending it on yourself. The place can behold, like Amesha, there's no chiv in the first place, they probably don't have a school because there was no freshness meiser here. Nothing was chal. But, like the side that there is, you took it back for yourself, so then possibly you'd have the school. The problem with it could be one of two things. Either you're not doing meiser properly, the cheshman's not correct, you're not being careful about it, so then you need to be careful if you sweep into the account, you'll get that done. Or you're not spending it on things that are worthy of your meiser, and I alluded to that before. We have no time to get into it now. But you got to ask Ashayla, is this, it might be a wonderful thing, and it strikes your fancy, and it uh, looks inviting, and it looks nice, and it uh, tugs at the heart, and that's wonderful. And then the Shaila is, is this Meiser, and is it the best choice for Meiser? And then the Chavetz Chaim in Avas Chesed. Avas Chesed is a safer on Stokov. It's a safer al Locha. He has a lot of Musr there also, but it's uh, safer to explain the halachas of Meiser and Staka and Chesed. Avaz Chesed. Well-known safer. So in Avaz Chesed, he says that Asa Kadesh Tzashir is a real Joshua Gamur. He brings it from the Gemara, from the Medrashim. Then he says, however, he has a Kasha. One of the Medrashim have a Joshua Asa Kadesh Tzashir and another Joshua Asa Kadesh Lotis Chaser. So Chavos Chaim asked the obvious kasha. 
it's more than extra and redundant. It's a stira. It's, it's poshut that if it's asik asher, you're going to have ashiris. You're not going to lose money. So why do you need another drosha? That's the Chavaz Chaim's kasha. Chavaz Chaim says that there could be cases, and he brings down from the Gemara and Sukkah at the end of the second parak. The Gemara lists Arba Dvarim that Nuchse Balabatim Ayerid Latimian Rachmal Latzlan. And this is, the list is not exhaustive. The Tzadashav and everything in the list is they're not doing business honestly. Or they're doing business honestly to make the money and they're not paying their workers on time, which is the same idea, and they're stealing from them. All four things in the list are about doing things wrong in the first place or too much guy because you have the money. And the Chavot Chaim points to that Gemara and he says that that's going to be a big ma'akev in the Chalois of Asa Kadesha Tisasha. And this is something to worry about. You should worry about if it's Ganeva because it's Ganeva, that's a separate place, I say. But often because people are people, we're all human, this gets people more worried. I had this conversation with a number of people. They were very bent out of shape. I said, well, what happened to Lezignovu? They said, yeah, that too. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not uh, exactly the order it should be in. But okay, however you get there. Well, my sister, the Chavaz Chaim says that it shouldn't be a surprise if it doesn't work when it should be chal in the first place. Uh, that's why I advise people don't look too much at this because Hashem's timetable, how do you know when it's chal? He did this already for three months straight. He didn't make his first million yet. I don't know why he decided Asi has to be chal in the first quarter of the new physical year. I'm not exactly sure where that's coming from, but in general, it's not good to micromanage a Kosh Baruch and let Hashem give you the schar when you're supposed to get it and leave it up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's basically B'tachem. But the school is there, and the Chavaz Chaim says it won't be there if a ma'akev like Geneva and things involving momenus or attitudes and behavior because of the moment you have is going in the other wrong direction. That's a pretty frightening thing. Lamaisa, the Chavaz Chaim learns this into the second drush in a very interesting way. Has this answer up? Aser Shalotishaser. So he says, the school could be that you're going to make a lot of money now because of your Meiser and Chaimish. But you have the Makiv on the other side. So sometimes, basically, what he's saying is it could be a wash. You can come out a little bit ahead, a little bit behind. You still have the Schar of the other thing, but it might be wiped out, or most of the games might be wiped out. So Shalotishaser, maybe it'll be a net sum of zero. And you won't see it, and the reason you don't see it is because you have these ma'akvim. Either way, nobody wants that maskana. And the Chavaz Chaim says, therefore, you have to be extra careful. This happens to be a machlekes, a peskim, whether the whole Gemara applies today. Some say it's only by Tvua. Pesachet brings that down. People want to know, with Pesachet and all the Acharonim say, it, uh, this restriction, that restriction, I said, the Gemara doesn't make any chilek, and the Ramah paskans l'achalamaisa, asa kadeshah tazasher. The Mechaber says that Tztaka is matzil from Gzeris, and matzil mimovis, and those are tremendous schoolers. And the Ramah says on that, Mamash from the Gemara, asa kadeshah tazasher, and it doesn't have any exceptions. So I think somebody could be on the Ramah, just check that everything in the business aspect and the moment is is in order first. And after that, if the first million doesn't come within a month or two, still not a kasha. I have seen, the Chavaz Chaim writes this, and the Achashulchan, which is fascinating, the Achashulchan lived in Navardak. 
Eastern Europe was stamp poor. Navardic was so poor, the Achashokhan wrote the entire Achashokhan first draft because he was an Eloy, no cross out, sent it to the printer. And he also didn't have any extra paper or ink. He says that the minute is every town has a Kupa Staka, he says that presupposes there's somebody there that can give in to the Kupa. He says, not here. That's how poor they were. Just understand. And even the Achashokhan says, that anybody around that he knew what was going on in Europe, here's the Pesach Adar, he said, can see it, beferish, happening, unfolding, that the school is there, and most of the time, it works. So, he, he's not here to give the Askam and the Gemara, he just, there are people who always walk around, there are two types of people, the people in this room will walk around, seeing every Chazal, learning it up, and having a Munish Lema, and then there are people who walk around the whole life, everything's a Kasha. They're always looking at kashas. They don't have a, there's never a teretz, and there's never a mahal, it's just kashas. That's not a good, healthy way to live. But the Achashos of learning is somebody, it happened to them, and then they have kashas. They said, how did I not make money? So Chavaz Chaim answers that. He said, maybe you should check your cheshbenis. And the Achashuchan says something similar, and he says, the Dakei Hashem, he says, for a few times, you didn't see it. But Moreinov is not a kasha, because Hashem has cheshbenis, and maybe... Well, I knew there was a gzeir on you, and instead of that, Hashem took the money, which at the end of the day is the cheapest thing in life. So Hashem says that, but he says that after saying that he's seen it, which is a pellet to me, he was in the Vardic, the poorest place in a very poor continent. And he says he still saw it, and uh, doesn't need any more rayas, but uh, I'm not, um, not that old. It's a mumover. But from what I've seen so far in the short uh, duration, and I'm involved in a lot of people's finances, it's a pella. I've seen people, and I, I was, I've seen people in deals where things, there were Nisim and the flows where things almost fell apart, and they didn't. And if you know the financial deal that somebody's asking you to look at, but you don't know what he's doing with his Meister, it's not a Raya, but I know both because that's why they asked me to look at it. And it made sense. I've seen incredible things, and it wasn't payday the next day, the next year, but Kashbarhu has a Cheshman, and there's a long term picture. And I've seen things where the uh, attorneys at a settlement with a bank, people are scratching their head, like, why did the bank give away 95 cents on the dollar? It didn't make any sense. So it made sense to me, and it made sense to him. Nobody else understood. So the Achashochan is being made as the Gemara is made. The Gemara is bringing it down from a So it's real, but you have to know that uh, it presupposes that it was made honestly and that it's being handled in terms of figuring out who to give it to and how to be marfish and when to do chaymish. Uh, just a tip for anybody holding by getting Meiser under control and thinking about chaymish, assuming your bills are paid and you're not bobbling anybody else, it's not all or nothing. It is, aser to aser is 10% and 10%, and that's chaymish, the math isn't exactly the same. No, the second Meiser is like the first Meiser, so it's the full 20%. And you can sort of get yourself into it, and if you have uh, 12%, 13%, 15%, it's also a step in the right direction. And if you're giving more with the proper heterim, you're giving somewhere in between, at least it's uh, at least 10%, it's all tzaka. As we started with, you got to make sure that you have some sort of pecking order, some sort of hierarchy, and uh, it's done with seichel and kadasa and then you can mix in a little bit of emotion to see what, what speaks to you, uh, obviously, Clyde's all understood already. That's why we're all sitting here. 
is what makes Chayisrael thrive. And I think we all figured that out already, and that's why the yeshivas are never too much in the black, but we're building yeshivas, Baruch Hashem, and Kailum. And that's a, that's a tremendous, tremendous chus. Okay, that's just the introduction. If we have a few minutes, I'll take one or two shaylas, and then it was, um, we agreed about 46 minutes or so, and that's why we put down a half hour on the, on the chart. So uh, if anybody has uh, anything uh, quick, yes? making a in terms of tuition and miser. So do I have to, before I make the deal with the yeshiva, say, okay, I'm not giving any miser, I'm not giving any tzedakah, or after I make the deal, then I say... So I was afraid somebody would ask that. So, for, uh, for asking. I, I don't want to speak for the executive directors who are always under a lot of pressure. I do think, just Baremez, there's some understanding... Let me go back a step. But some people want to know, why is there full tuition? They can't understand why the number exists. So the number has to exist, and it's a beautiful way of coming to the people who can well afford it and basically asking them to help the people in your own yeshiva, your son's class, to help the people who can't afford it, and everybody knows that, right? It happens to be in many yeshivas, it's expensive to run yeshivas, and they will actually honestly tell you, no, that's what it costs to educate your son. It's not an inflated number to subsidize other people believe it or not, which is scary. And that explains why they need to have dinners and they're constantly in the red. Because even that number, which only 20 or 30% are paying, even that number just covers. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. Not a tiny either way. They should be taken care of. And I think people are happy to do that and understand if they could pay full. The problem, and that's what you're asking, is that often there's a sliding scale. They're not paying full, but they're paying three quarters or... Uh, eight-tenths of the various uh, madregas. So at that point, is it understood that this is what I can afford, my salary is not so meager, but life is expensive, and you tell them this, it's an honest conversation, assuming it's an honest conversation. If it's not honest, then everything's going to be off. What you're not paying them is my big geneva, and what you're paying out to something else because they're giving you more COVID is also geneva. Certainly, it's an honest conversation. They sort of understand. Usually, the committees have Choshev Balabatim who understand what's going on. So they understand that you're not paying full, but you're not paying nothing, so you're making some money. I would guess, again, if there are any executive directors in the room, you can... Uh, you can chime in. I would guess they understand that you want to give mice separately and it's not all going to the yeshiva. Even though it wouldn't be ridiculous if they say, you have extra mice, you're not paying full, pay us. It's not a ridiculous request. But I think that there's some understanding that they know that people give elsewhere and within reason, they want you to chip in when they have the dinner, and the, but within reason, they sort of assume that. So that was your question, right? Is there any wiggle room over there? I think that's being assumed on some level to some amount. So uh, probably rightfully so, because it's not going to work otherwise. They, they don't want to manage everybody else's meiser, and they don't want to squeeze it to have no other meiser or any other tzir, So, Yes? Is there a um, cap how much you can give to people from your family? There is. I'm glad you asked that. Sam Sefer has a tshuva, and he suggests you not go over 50%. That's not a cap al piyalocha. Sometimes it's a tzarech. But as I mentioned earlier, you have to be very careful. It's a natural netia and yetzahara, yetzatayi, whatever you want to call it, to help family members be yadruchava, and that's understandable. But that's a slippery slope because nobody has unlimited money, and I think that's why the Chassam Sefer said it. 
that he fully understood that this is a little dangerous. Um, you end up, I have this shayla all the time where Baruch Hashem, you're taking an Adem that's sitting and learning, and you're, that's a different schmooze how that the structure works, but it's possible to use my sir for some of it, all of it, then people come to me and they say, Baruch Hashem, they have six of them. That's Gavaldik. And they're nice and effish for it. And they're not independently wealthy, but they're enough and they're trying to help them out. So, would that, that's where the Psalm Sefer comes up. 50% apply both to giving for the Flemish and Mice, or is it different for Flemish? Like, do you have. It's not a din either way. Psalm Sefer, it's a suggestion from Psalm Sefer, and this is an Afghanina. Somebody came to me recently, holding out seven people saying, oh, it's Gavaldic. And he's happy, he gets nachas, and they're really great, great kids. He says, what do I do with this uh, cap? So I told him the Psalm Sefer is not answering it, and the circumstances dictate. However, when his wife, it wasn't the same guy, asked me, they just had a baby. You know what happens after you have a baby? Diapers are not that expensive. It's the, where they're holding, bugaboo, I don't know what they call these things, I don't buy them. Uh, we take it, but there are certain like Rolls Royce of baby carriages, and there's different uh, sliding scales of what you can spend. I guess some of them by now have a GPS and blinkers and all sorts of things. And so the question you have to ask yourself is, you want to buy that for your daughter? But you're using that from your Meister account. Would you buy that from a stranger? Somebody knocks on the door. Rabid, my daughter just had a baby. Who are you? Is it, what difference does it make? I'm from a different town. I guarantee you she had a baby. I'll show you a picture. We want to buy a baby carriage. And I don't know how much they are. You could educate me. What's the lower-ended one? Give me a number quickly. A thousand is the lower-ended one? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, $300. Okay. So you say, look, uh, it happens to be I just got a bonus. I'm going to give you the whole thing. I want to sponsor the carriage. How much is it? Here's a $300 check. He says, $300? He says, is that what you spend on your baby carriages? It's not a fair question. So you have a right to say, no, I make money, and I like the Rolls Royce version. And that's fine. And that is fine. But when using it for myself for your daughter, that's when it's not so pushing. So you just got to be careful. If that became the norm and everybody's getting this, the problem is, as you learn from your kids, they come up and they say, everybody's doing this and everybody has this and everybody's getting this. You have to quantify. Usually when they say it the first time, it means 10%. And then when they say it, that means 20%. It doesn't mean everybody. You have to find out what is the meaning and what's a bizillion and what's a perceived bizillion if you don't give it. And that is uh, work to figure out. And you're dealing with mom and hectish. That's the, uh, that's the bottom line. Okay, so I gave everybody enough to think about, and I see a lot of familiar faces. You can find me in Shul, and we'll uh, discuss it further. Okay, Shkayr. You were there the first time. You can carry money from your money. Yeah, right, exactly.